0: forward slash stressed to success as my little gift to you for being here. Please do subscribe, share, review. It really, really helps people that need to hear this message find us and I so appreciate it. In the show notes, you will also find details of how you can work with me and where you can get your mitts on my meditations, products, and printables. You can also find it through the link in my bio on Instagram, which is my second favorite place to hang out. So please do come join me over there at I'm Fran Excel. Tag me in your takeaways, slide into my DMs. I am here for it. So that is the formalities over my love. So let's jump into the content. I am so flipping excited because I have my friend my beautiful friend Kirsty Rayner with me today. I wanted to chat to Kirsty because she's kind of like my little—I mean, I mean, she's a devil on my shoulder as well as an angel. To be fair, but <laughs> she's, I talk a lot about the whole idea around collaboration over competition and and making sure that you have a network of people around you who have your back and who get you and that is Kirsty for me so she is a mindset coach as well and she's a meditation teacher and she specializes in helping people at a crossroads in their life but she's got quite the journey and I thought that would be a really cool thing for her to share with us as well because I know there are so many people out there who panic when life throws you a bit of a curveball and Kirsty's definitely been thrown those before so we
1: will have a little chat about that as well. So welcome, my beautiful Kirsty. Oh my goodness, darling. Am I going to live up to that introduction? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> we're we we, we're find just reminiscing, out. actually, <laughs> about Fran and I used to work together many, many years ago in, in our old life, didn't we, in yeah. our previous life. And just how how everything changes and how amazing it is that you finally find your path and your passion. And here we both are. And isn't that just, it's just such a cool story.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like a weird little universal tug of war because actually Mm. the story was, so we shan't name any names, but um, I, we both used to work (laughs) at the same national, very well-known magazine. Uh, That's what Mm -hmm. we shall say. There's lots of celebrities in it and it's very uh, glossy and lovely. Um, But it was a little bit Devil Wears Prada, let's be honest. Mm. And I actually worked there and I ended up going to a national newspaper after that because we weren't treated in the best possible way and and then Kirsty ended up working there just after me and some mutual clients of ours introduced us and they were like you guys need to meet each other and it was kind of we we just instantly hit it off and that was I was thinking how long ago that was it must have been what about maybe 15 16 years ago now
1: 15 I mean yeah it's around there it's a long time ago (laughs) We are showing our age. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> There's no Gen Z here. Okay. Yeah.
0: And you started your yoga teaching. So tell mm. us a little bit about that. Mm.
1: Yeah. So that kind of all started when um, I was in my early twenties, I really got into yoga because I had shoulder surgery. So, um, my life seems to be actually like around just having different surgeries, which is great. Um, But yeah, I had this and it was kind of my physio said, you know, why don't you try yoga to help you build strength? And oh my goodness me, I went to the first class. I was like the worst person in a yoga studio. I was like the Tim man. I was like, I just can't move in that way. Like muscles hurt me that I never knew existed. So the whole class felt (laughs) like hell. Like, I'm not going to just, I mean, I'm sure everyone who's a yogi listening to this will be like, yeah, I get that. Like the first class is horrific. But as soon as I left and I was walking home, I have never had that feeling before of like complete pain peace and clarity. And I felt like my my body felt light. Like I felt like I was completely calm. And it being, you know, I'm northern, I'm loud as Fran knows, I'm like, you know, all of these things, especially in my early 20s, right? Like working in media, like just having a great time, I wasn't really ever calm. And I didn't feel like I really needed it. But actually like as soon as I had that experience, I was like, I'm addicted like, I want that again. I want that again. So, so yoga became a passion of mine at a very young age. Um, And then when I got to 29, you know, I was in my Saturn return, maybe, or like becoming 30, just being like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) What do I want to do? Where do I see myself in five years, 10 years? And for me, you know, media was wonderful. And it was a gift to work in media, right? Like, we understand how to set up a brand and how to do these things. But it wasn't Mm -hmm. my passion. So I decided to go away and train to become a yoga teacher. I did tons of research um you know save didn't do the cheapest of courses say to do an incredible course basically went to Hawaii in January for a month and I just have to say get away in January like that is the time to go away (laughs) isn't it I was like I'm (laughs) I'm starting my year on an absolute high (laughs) so I went there and yeah and like immersed myself in it right like it wasn't again it wasn't for me it's never really been about the physical practice it's always been the mind and and the clarity and the calmness and the feeling you know the feeling that we can create so I trained in that and um, shortly after I got home I trained in Vedic meditation as well I, and I'm super super passionate about meditation and yoga um they are modalities of things that I still work with now but just a different way so you know often what you can see a lot of on Instagram especially in yoga is it's not about the postures and when I try to work with people I would try and tell them like you know these are just shapes you're making with your body to release energy so think about that you know think about the feeling it's the breath it's the it's the mind it's the clarity it's the peace Um, and really really helping people to understand their own body and their self as well which is super super important to me you know you may see something, um, you know, like at school, you used to do the crab. <laughs> do you remember like the nice yeah. back bend at school? <laughs> yeah. like the crab, you called it. I was the moth, it's basically, the crab. yeah, yeah, right right every every kid's flinging themselves back into it as that we've got older for example I can't do that it's called the wheel now in yoga and I can't do that because of my shoulder surgery and because I have bone to bone compression so it's nothing to do with flexibility how my shoulder blades are made they don't rotate in that way so that's fine so I was super passionate about helping people to understand that And to understand that nobody ever looks the same in yoga. So please don't look at a picture, print that picture, put that on your vision board, which I see so many times and then feel disappointed that you don't look like that because you're never going to look like that. So yeah, like mm. yoga was my life, yoga, meditation. I was jetting all over the place, running around London with my blooming yoga mat, like honestly, like buckaroo everywhere. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I loved it. And it was <laughs> it was amazing. Um, and unfortunately, I had to have hip surgery. So mm. yeah, so I injured my hip doing a half marathon. Let's I mean, listen, I don't want to slate running but for me I was not a runner <laughs> did a half marathon and ended up having to have hip surgery so that's my running story um but you know it was it was incredibly difficult coming to terms with the fact that I had to have surgery on my hip you know my job is physical my job was running around like you know I, I didn't have downtime I didn't I didn't crave downtime because I loved it like, I, I, you yeah. know, even when I got up at 4.30 some mornings, I was like, I love it. I don't care. Like, I, I can yeah. sleep later. I can sleep tomorrow. Like, I just want to be with these mm. people and make these people feel amazing. Right. Mm. So, you know, a lot of work was done mentally for me, emotionally to deal with the fact that I needed to have my surgery. And then I foolishly thought, well, I'll just have like four weeks off you know, it's fine. I'll just recover and then I'll be back. <laughs> and I just wasn't. And I've never taught since. Um, and it's fine. And I'm, I'm actually completely okay with that now because it was my greatest gift to make me stop. Like just stop running mm. around, stop getting up at these ridiculous hours, getting home at 9 PM on a Monday, you know, stop and think about what you really want in your life and what do you want your legacy to be? And I came back to, it's all about the feeling and it's been the feeling since day one. And so now I, you know, I've trained in uh, transformational coaching and obviously work with my meditation Mm -hmm. practices, work with amazing, amazing companies and individuals to help them in these transitional spaces. Cause I have been there. I have been at a crossroads. I have stood there and thinking, I mean, which way do I turn? What do I do now? (laughs) What am I supposed to be doing with my life? and it's hard and but it doesn't have to be that hard and you don't have to do it on your own so now that's what I really want to focus on trying to help people and I really do think that if I hadn't have had that hip surgery I'm not sure if I'd have got here and I'm so grateful for that so that's me (laughs) it's dramatic
0: growth at its finest
1: (laughs) oh absolutely oh my goodness absolutely (laughs)
0: Yeah. so that and it's funny that you mentioned the transformational coaching because that's how we ended up getting back in contact because when you were jetting all over the world that was when I was going through all sorts of stuff with the pub and the restaurant and the business owners screwing us over and then losing our home and moving in with the mother-in-law so we lost touch for a few years and then Mm. I saw that you were doing transformational coaching and you were doing it in the same place that I did it with animas which is I I I was like oh my god we need to talk this is amazing and then kind of <laughs> since then I don't even know when that was now it's maybe almost a year ago again now and I'm like we've been speaking yeah, yeah. pretty much non-stop ever since
1: <laughs> yeah yeah god it feels like it was longer than that I mean it could be who knows what is time now anyway what, who knows I'm not know. sure <laughs> Where has
0: time I went to gone? the pub for lunch today and I was like what <laughs> on earth has just happened I've been out with people and it feels weird and it feels normal at the same time I don't know yeah, I'm discombobulated
1: yeah. I know great word great word <laughs> yeah That's one of my
0: favorites but it's it's one of the things that we said we were like okay and then you started posting things about things that you were doing and I was like that is like mm-hmm. my favorite place from when I was a kid and this and we had mm-hmm. all these kind of weird synchronicities and we're like okay yeah some, something's going on here <laughs> so what is that and then when we were speaking we were like I know that we're going to be doing something together Mm. we still haven't Mm. figured out what that is
1: but the nice (laughs) thing
0: is that in this industry there's so much focus on competition I can't talk to that person Mm. I can't like that person because they do the same thing as me and it's like technically on paper we are mindset coaches. I actually hate the term mindset coach because it's, yeah, it's kind I, of do. I, of I do. I <laughs> know. <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, I'm trained in like eight different modalities and learning seven others. It's like, I've just, yeah, it doesn't fit for me, but that's what people associate the term with. Mm. But we essentially mm. kind of do the same thing. But the mm. beauty in that means that we really, really get each other. We get the pitfalls, Mm -hmm. we get the issues, and we can just have each other's back all the time. And I'm always Mm -hmm. talking on the podcast. One of the main ways that people find me is because they're Googling why my friends and family don't support my business. And Mm -hmm. it's such a rife thing that is out there. Mm -hmm. But it, it's, there's t- it's a two-pronged thing. First, there's that your friends and family, it feels like they should be supporting you and doing all of these things and they're not. But then there's also how alone you feel when you're doing it because your mm. friends and family aren't supporting you. So it's so important that you find your people, whether that's joining memberships, masterminds, doing courses, um, all of these things that are available to us, If I had known then what I know now, that probably would have been the first thing that I did. So what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're super passionate about this, aren't we? We talk about this all the time. Um, I think it's incredibly sad. And I've seen that actually of people not supporting you who are really close to you and that. I would never say that it's down to just solely jealousy, but but you can be triggering to people without realizing that you've been triggering, even though you're trying to put out all this goodness in the world, and we just want to help people, right? Like that's our core. We want to help people, but you can be super triggering without really realizing. So that's what I sort of think. Firstly, and also, I am actually going to quote your friend Lisa, right? Because it's really, really stuck with me when she. Yeah. When she was talking about the hairdresser analogy and she was like, that's like saying, you know, oh, I want to be a hairdresser, but there's already one, you know, so I can't do that. Or they can't be my friend because they already do that. What are, what we see and what we've talked about. I mean, me and me and Fran, let me tell you, we talk a lot. <laughs> okay, There's endless <laughs> voice notes, but we've become each other's almost like work family. Around yeah. it, and we bounce ideas off of each other, and we get more creative, and we actually enhance each other's creativity. You know, mm-hmm. and there's a great saying as well that goes around at the minute in Women Supporting Women women supporting women when they feel a bit down or they need support when women are thriving we don't see that same whereas me and Fran will like shout for each other share things talk about things it's all about that like it's about that growth like we all grow together like I don't feel good in my life if I'm not lifting everyone up around me same as you you know when I've had wobbles and, and gone I don't know if I can do this you know Fran's like well or what is it like why why do you think that like take a step back recognize it you know and it's that collaboration that is so needed now we need that connection community collaboration all of the things more than ever coming out of this bloody pandemic Um, Mm -hmm. and so I just want to see more of it and also like it energizes you like who wants to sit and work by themselves all day every day no thank you (laughs) not for me Mm -hmm. not for this northerner (laughs)
0: Yeah, and you're so right with what you were saying about how, how people trigger other people in their lives mm. and that it's not always about je- jealousy. But one of the things is that I love is the crab in the bucket analogy. When mm. you start doing something, so with with crabs, you can chuck a load of crabs in the bucket. And if one tries to escape and go for freedom, all the other crabs, instead of trying to go like, yes, go on, buddy, you can do it just a little bit further. They actually drag that crab back in. And we can see that mirror in real life so I I do say quite a lot like not be careful who you talk to about it in a Mm -hmm. sense of like "Mm, be careful what you say but understand that often the people that you're talking to have a very different map of the world to you and that's okay it may take them a little minute to catch up and see what's possible but you know things that they don't right now you have knowledge that they just aren't privy to just yet. And for certain people in your life, yes, it can be about jealousy because you're triggering the fact that, that you're doing something that they wouldn't back themselves to do. But also for the people who love you, there's a lot of fear and anxiety around that as well because mm-hmm. you're triggering them map of the world, which is go get a corporate job, go to university, get a corporate mm-hmm. job, work your way up the ladder and you do that for the rest of your life, being
1: miserable. <laughs> you
0: mm-hmm. know, that is seen. To the vast majority of certain generations, as as safe, you know, when we learn what is safe from our parents and and all of these things. So it was a real struggle for me at the start because my parents were in the education system. They valued education yeah. and yeah. the process yeah. that you go through. You get your education, so you get your degree. So it's GCSEs, A levels, degree, and you get your degree, and you get your degree to get your job, and then you get your job to work your way up the ladder. You know, and it's this it's a very different mentality to hang on a minute you're telling me that you can actually go and earn the same amount if not 10 times more working for yourself like most people don't understand Mm -hmm. that possibility and they have all their own stuff that's wrapped around it this is why I'm always saying like peeling back the layers of the onion because everybody's always got their own opinions and assumptions and their own belief systems sitting there on the surface so one of the things that i think i want to get across here is that essentially it's not always about you it's just not Mm -hmm. so knowing that it's a lot easier you know and again that's another reason why you want to find your tribe because when you find your tribe you have the people to talk to about it you have those people that understand the same possibilities that you have that have a more similar map of the world than you do you know so when, when you first started your business, because you were definitely one of the first, how
1: did you find it? Yeah. I mean, I, I found it difficult. I won't lie. I, I took that leap and I felt like very alone going from media, which is incredibly busy, incredibly social, like being social is literally part of your job, (laughs) right? Like going to rooftop drinks, going to breakfast, doing all of the things is part of your job. Right. So I went from that to being on my own all day, every day, And it was difficult. Like at first I probably, I kind of bit off a lot more than I could chew. I was very much like, you know what? Like I'm good. Like I'm really adaptable. Like I'm fine. Like I'll go and find like a cool coffee shop to work out of. And yeah, that's great. But by day like 15 of doing the same thing every single day, I became very, very alone. Very alone, very I really like drummed down with my thoughts, um, yeah. And when I first launched, you know, back back in the days, so feels like so long ago now. You know, Instagram was obviously I mean it's nothing like what it is now, but you know I had to be on it. And then I became very very heightened and very aware to competition on Instagram, and I wanted to get away from that. I didn't want to be seen as that. I don't. I don't go on Instagram for for ego or for followers it it was I literally went on there to talk to people to find connection because I was really really missing it so you know even though I got to work with different people every day I had different clients I I turn up at somebody's house for example and I've taught I mean all kinds of people from like old couples to celebrities to kids in schools you know I've, I've like taught everyone pretty much and but when i go there i'm professional right i'm you know i'm not th- i'm not there yeah. to have a massive chat like sure we have a bit of a connection but i'm i'm there to give you this gift give you yoga and th- and then i would be on my own again so i walk back home mm. maybe i'll have a like, lunch on my own go and teach and it just became very very isolating mm. so i have a huge huge passion in wanting to create community and collaboration and warmth and energy around people and i and i hope i give as much as i like to receive as well you know from people I want to be there and and to be somebody that people can call up and be like let's have that conversation let's go for coffee let's have a work day together let's do this Mm -hmm. let's do that you don't have to be on your own and sometimes actually it feels nice to feel overstimulated that you're like do you know what I'm a projector I need to just reboot for two days on my own again and then I'll be good (laughs) and then I can come back but I'd much rather be in that position and need you know the few days out then be kind of on my own thinking, oh my goodness, I'm not going to speak to anybody all day today. So mm. yeah, it was it was difficult at first. Yeah. Mm.
0: I know for me, the way I, because when I first started, I started a jewelry company and it yeah. that was incredibly isolating because that was really about competition. So I just had nobody to talk to, bounce ideas off to give me confidence or anything. And I really struggled with that. So when a friend of mine goes to me, Fran I really think you should just get a proper job I kind of took that as an excuse a reason like permission to quit and go back and I told myself I wasn't quitting I was just going to get a job to supplement my income because the plan was that I wouldn't take any money from it for two years and I would build it but obviously (laughs) life imploded um But it was that because I was so isolated, it was easy for me to take that one comment and go, oh, okay, yeah, I should do that. And I did. Um, But then after a little while, it gave me that extra oomph, that determination to go, hang on a minute. No, that's their map of the world. That's that's their issue. And actually it was Tobin being so supportive saying, why aren't you doing it anymore? You're amazing at it. And all of these different things that, that helped me get back on that horse. But obviously it was also the 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 pivotal moment to to doing what I'm doing now because I had so much work to do my self-esteem was just on the floor because we'd lost everything um Mm. and I really needed to work on that to be able to to go back into an industry where I was humiliated I felt humiliated because I'd left I'd made this big song and dance about leaving and going to the good life and all this and there I was you know a year or so later feeling as though I was going back with my tail between my legs but actually what was incredible was because I'd been doing a lot of work on myself around that time was when I went back and people were asking me what happened they I found they weren't judging me at all they were empathizing with me but also I, I hate to say say this but this is the word that they is they were they were being inspired by my story they were like wow I can't believe that you went through all of that and now you know, this is how you're talking. And it was, again, it was the post-traumatic growth thing that I love it when that happens, where something awful, awful, awful happens and, and you just end up so much better off because of it. I love that. But for me, when I came back into, I was like, no, I am doing this. I am having my business. This is what I'm doing. And I started going down that road. It ended up being one of the first things that I sought was, Community was um, people who were doing the same thing as me. And to start with, it was because this is a while ago now, it was actually quite difficult to find. So I started going to, I basically just went to any event that I could think of, any in person event where they were teaching entrepreneurial things, marketing things, all of that sort of stuff. I would go and I would push myself to talk to as many people as I could. And I started building my community from there. And I've still got some friends, like lifelong friends from that. Um, I got clients from that. It, so much came from it. But that was how I started finding kind of my support network, my people. And then the other thing I did was um, joining I, – I joined a membership um, and I would take courses. But I found with with courses when they weren't weren't taught live or anything, you didn't get any community element with that. So the membership is kind of where I was building people. And if they – if they um, had an, an in-person meetup, I would always go. Was it similar
1: for you or did you have another way of kind of finding your tribe, so to speak? yeah I mean for me as well I was teaching and doing loads of pop-up events with brands so I was very passionate about taking through my experience of working with different brands and I'm super creative so for example you know my first class I ever taught my first public class was um on a rooftop of a like really trendy bar in Hackney that just opened and it was hip-hop yoga and it was in time to hip-hop before this like became a thing here like this is like got picked up by time out like all sorts of things because they were like we've never heard of this and so yeah so i really kind of managed to build a tribe but again it felt professional it always felt like yeah. these people want to see me and it's great and i'm like being picked up by these brands or been spoken to and you know i got asked to be an ambassador by sweaty betty and like all of these different things but again it was professional right so for me i didn't really need to teach in a studio i didn't build my business in that way because i wanted to have the flexibility again i thought you know if i'm at their beck and call that's kind kind of not really why I left my job you know I want to have my freedom I want to create these bespoke experiences Um, mm. but I joined a gym because I just wanted to meet people and see them every week and feel part of something again mm. so yeah it was great I mean oh my goodness we built a whole tribe like that was a tribe a class you know Monday night it would be packed it was oversubscribed every week and I don't just put that down to my teaching I put that down to like the feeling, the feeling that we got. The music. I had the lights out, candles. You were in time to music. I would play anything from classical music to hip hop to dance to everything to take you on this like journey of endorphins, right? And um, and people, but people got addicted to the feeling. So mm. you know, and 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 it became like well-known so off the back of that I kind of found a really like-minded group of people um who felt inspiration from me in a sense of what I gave them but also like if they wanted to have that to my energy they wanted to be in conversation with me and I just developed like a really beautiful um like group of people through that but also people in well-being are lovely and I just have to mm-hmm. say that and shout out mo I, I mean obviously not everyone but you know 99% yeah. of people are lovely and you can go up to them and say oh my goodness I follow you on Instagram but you know, and they'll be like oh so amazing to connect like I literally just met someone today for the first time <laughs> mm-hmm. right like I went for lunch my friend intro he's like you two should meet have a chat you know that's what the industry is about and I think that if you are in it for the right reasons you know you want to help people then come and say hi come and see speak to me in Fran, like that, that's part mm. of it. Like I love meeting new people and their journeys and, and their story. And so for me, you know, again, like just being really open and really receptive to people and not judging anything on, you know, perceived, um, air quotes you can't see that but like success so you know someone might reach out to you with like 100 Instagram followers and I know people who wouldn't reply to somebody like that for me that is such a vanity metric that means like jackal basically like it means nothing to me your your character as a person your motive your mission your ambition that's what I want to be around so if you if that's resonating with you please do reach out to us we love meeting new people don't we we are all about building our tribe um mm. and and be bold and just be in line with with what you want to achieve and just reach out to people and people be receptive of that as well yeah oh so true it's it's the same for
0: me on instagram actually even just this week somebody said to me uh, i would sent them a message because they'd replied to one of my polls so i sent them a message Mm. about that and they hadn't replied so I sent a voice note just saying let me know how you're feeling because obviously that the last week or so I've been kind of helping people make the decision on whether they're going to join one-to-many or not and I think people just make the assumption that because you're you're a partner that you're going to try and hard sell them or anything and it's been the loveliest thing how many people I've helped say no this time Mm. and they're so grateful because they're like I thought I I thought maybe, you know, you might you don't come across like you're gonna hard sell me, but there there was that. I was worried about that. And I just want to say thank you. I'm so grateful you'll see me next year. You know, because the reality is is you're making a big investment and I know what it feels like to be on the side of that and it's horrible, it's horrible, teetering on that fence, going, ah, do I, don't I, so there were several people that I helped them, and I took them through, and I coached them through the, the process to help them make the decision, and being able to give someone that relief, whether it was a yes or a no, is amazing, and somebody else said, like, oh I thought these were just like automated messages I didn't realize it was I'm so sorry I haven't responded I thought you were maybe just sending them to all your followers I was like no I want you said you wanted my help so I'm helping (laughs) and I always think it it's lovely when that happens because I love
1: giving that to people but at the same time it makes me feel a little bit sad Mm. I understand that. Yeah. But I think that it's because it's common practice now. So I've had like, oh my goodness, the worst messages are, um, you should go and follow this person. I think you really like their account from someone random. But this week, I've seen it and it's two people that I know doing that. And I'm like, dude like come on like that doesn't matter so I think people are becoming really aware and heightened to the amount of automation and bots and all those horrible horrible things that are on there but there are great people on there still too people who are like craving connection like us wanting to help people and so get like yeah like getting into chats with people in dms like I have friends who live on the internet I don't know how tall they are yeah. like literally like, <laughs> I've seen them from the I've chest up. recently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the weirdest thing right? like we've basically been friends for two years and never met <laughs>
1: it's like, yeah what? it's so
0: strange
1: but I, I speak that to you more, like more than one... I <laughs> friends I've had for 20 years <laughs> I so know different phases in life it's super fascinating isn't it yeah. but so yeah for me it's just mm. like yeah it, I'm not shocked that they thought that, but and it is super sad. But also, it's what we're becoming accustomed to, isn't it? So we're trying to break the mold here. We're real humans. <laughs> yeah, and I do
0: think there are more people trying to do that now. I think people, because you know, the yeah. brain marketing thing has been the scene, mm, and they're like, if you don't follow this exact step and these exact things and do this, then you don't have a business yeah. or whatever it may be. The scaremongering stuff, and I feel like mm. people have realised that actually person to person connection however you can create that that is kind of like the magic because you know a huge Mm. amount of my business is built on that personal connection I mean it's what we did in media isn't it it's like you know 15 years of of, of building relationships with people that's where it happens but then it's finding that way it's like okay how am I going to get this to work for me um that is also going to work for other people and I actually had a really nice experience recently where the person who owned the business it wasn't them that was on the call but it was actually it's one of their people and it was like a client concierge kind of person Mm. and I was all. Super skeptical, had the hackles up going into it, thinking, mm-hmm, here comes the hard sell. And he actually just genuinely talked to me for an hour about my concerns, about, um, you know, the fact that I'd been burnt with similar things in the past. And he was like, yeah, I totally feel you. It's uh, it's awful mm-hmm. when that happens. And so that made me think like that is super smart of the business owner, because you can't always be the, the only person replying to everybody because there comes a point where that becomes more difficult. But you can employ somebody that shares your values that shares you know the way that you like to do things and the way that you like to work that understands how you want people to feel when they experience your mm. brand and you can do it you can do it that way as well it's just it's another option but it just made me feel really good about the purchase and that's the thing is because it was a big purchase yeah oh, the big yeah. purchases I've done <laughs> it's, yeah it's, right
1: right I <laughs> get it's it just, it's,
0: starting to think like think outside the box a little bit but for me my business wouldn't be as fun if people if I wasn't being silly in my stories and in my reels and people were enjoying them telling me Mm. that I made them smile and all of those sorts of things and, and creating those little and you you build these little micro relationships with people. Like they get you, they get your personality, you know, they get your humor. And I have things where clients send me things saying, I think your audience is going to like this. I'm like, yes.
1: I <laughs> love so now clients that. send me things,
0: post out, go, yeah, they're going to love this. So you'd find your tribe. But I think the length of time before you do that, is where it feels hard and if you're in that right now please don't give up because it does feel hard it feels sticky it feels Mm. icky and you don't know which way to turn and it's overwhelming because you haven't got anyone else helping you either saying yeah I'm in the right place let's figure this out together or right no I've been there and I've done it so this is the next step so I think the Mm. first thing I would always say is to go find that however you can
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I I always call it like the messy middle. And almost like you don't feel it in that moment, but like enjoy that feeling because honestly things will take off and you won't be in that space and you'll see how far you've grown. Like small progress is still progress, right? So just hang on to that notion and try to enjoy like every step. I feel that I've definitely rushed some parts before and not really taken my time to actually fully embrace where I am and and know that that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm a year in my business or two years or three years or how many years is it now I mean mm-hmm. since I was self-employed it's I'm on shops. yes yeah, six years yeah nearly seven yeah. I guess so so you know yeah it's hard it's it, it. it is very hard in the beginning and also a six-year-old business is still young so yeah. to remember that as well there is yeah right like when we think about that there's all this pressure this you know six figures in six into months or 14 to 14 <laughs> Oh my goodness, did you have a six figure launch? No, <laughs> that's not <laughs> success to me. Success is me being able to have Friday afternoons off and walk my dog or see my friends. Like we're you know, it's not about that. So so get rid of all of that around you, get rid of all of that noise and just focus on you and the small steps that you can take. And I always say with the client, you know, what's one thing that you can do to move one percent today? Just one percent. Mm. and then imagine where you'll be a year from now right those tiny tiny steps so there's no there's no rush Mm. there's no stress just enjoy the process Mm. yeah I love that and I love you I love you Fran (laughs) Excel you were made for coaching with that name weren't you I love it (laughs) it's amazing
0: how many people think I've made it up and it's fake they're like oh is that your actual name I thought that was just yes yes actual name (laughs) I love it yeah I love it thank you so so much for coming on I think the the things just to recap for everybody it's this whole idea of collaboration over competition like that's where I really really see the magic happen is in collaborations and finding your people as well and connection with others it's so 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 important I actually think it's fundamental to a successful business for sure um Mm -hmm. and then also if life throws you a curveball remember it's not the end and post-traumatic growth is a thing and also (laughs) yeah and understanding that when we're doing things that are kind of breaking the mold and stepping outside of, of the norm so to speak, it is going to trigger people. But remember, it's not always about you. So you get to protect your boundaries and you get to share the bits that that you want to share with who you want to share. The funny thing is, is, is the friends that I was talking about earlier that I've had for like 20 odd years, Like they barely ask me a thing about my business. They don't care. So I don't don't talk to them about them. So I talk to them about it. So it's remembering that because somebody doesn't share your vision for what, what you want with your life or your business doesn't mean that they have to stop being your friend. It's just about growing and evolving. Is there anything else that you would add, my love?
1: I love all of those points and I just think as well like take your time like for me I'm super about like taking off that pressure like getting into that more like feminine energy take your time and ask yourself what you need every day you know the hustle culture thank goodness is dying out but it's not really about that like don't force the process like really take your time to work out where you are what you want and what success looks like to you and 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 please just have fun along the way and find like-minded people because otherwise it's gonna be really boring for you on your own <laughs> yeah so please tell everybody where they can find you my love oh my goodness come and say hello i'm like super easy so at Kirsty rayner on instagram Kirsty rayner.com is my website yeah just come and hang out there i've got the podcast which is at mindset and me <gasps> podcast and you may find fran on there soon I mean who knows we are doing a pod swap it's very very exciting (laughs) so yeah collaboration always collaboration thank you Fran for having me this has been so amazing thank you so so much
0: yeah so fun really great conversation I think super it's so nice to be able to have these kind of conversations like openly and honestly so people can know that they're not on their own so thank you beautiful thank you so much Fran take care bye So if you got value from this and you know in your gut that now is the time to step up and start rewiring your thinking and start changing things for yourself, then book in a free discovery call so we can work out what needs to happen to get you from where you're at right now to the action-taking success you know you can be. If you want my eyes and ears on your problems, then I work with people one-on-one and through my programs. You can find all the details to book in a call in the show notes, the link in my bio on Instagram, and on my website, franexcel.com. So, stop waiting for if and when and choose to change things now because you 100% can. I am here to believe in you when you don't believe in yourself. And as always, I hope you found this helpful and I will see you next week. Bye.